Hi, and welcome to this podcast to present the Canadian Animal Health Surveillance System Draft Governance Charter. I am Dr. Doris Leung, the new communications lead with the Canadian Animal Health Surveillance System, and I will be interviewing Dr. Teresa Burns today. Hello, I am Dr. Teresa Burns, the CAS coordinator. I am a veterinary epidemiologist and have been with CAS since November 2019. I'll be talking to Teresa today to provide our listeners and CAS members with information on CAS's governance. First of all, Teresa, can you provide some background information on CAS? Sure. CAS is an independent, member-driven network of networks for effective, responsive, and integrated animal health in Canada. The purpose of CAS is to bring together and use data-driven information to demonstrate animal health, minimize impacts of disease, and guide planning. CAS was officially started in 2016, and many people have dedicated significant time and effort to building CAS since then. Last year, oversight of CAS was transitioned to the National Farmed Animal Health and Welfare Council. And with this transition came an opportunity to develop a new governance model for CAS. What does a network of networks mean? That sounds like an interesting concept. It is. CAS is a network of networks. Right now, there are eight different CAS information sharing networks, including networks focused on specific animal sectors, such as aquatic, beef, dairy, equine, poultry, and swine, as well as key animal health topics like vector-borne disease and antimicrobial use and resistance. Each network meets regularly to share information and discuss priorities. Information is also shared across networks in situations where there is a mutual interest in a specific topic or disease. CAS also works to create and maintain strong ties with surveillance networks that are outside of the CAS umbrella, such as the Community for Emerging and Zoonotic Diseases, or CZ, the regional networks like RAZO, Owen, and WECAN in Quebec, Ontario, and the West, and the swine networks, CISHIN and CWISHIN. These swine networks actually predate CAS and pioneered the networked approach that we use for information sharing. Teresa, you also mentioned that CAS is a fully member-driven initiative. Yes, CAS's success relies on the participation of our members in all aspects of our work. Basically, there are two types of CAS members with some overlap. One is the species-specific network member, so this includes individuals and organizations that work in specific animal sectors, like the ones we mentioned above. The second are the community of practice members. This includes organizations representing surveillance oversight and best practices and emerging trends. For example, members with an animal sector focus include the agricultural industry organizations such as the Dairy Farmers of Canada, the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, and the National Poultry Associations. Organizations with a community of practice role would include federal, provincial, and territorial governments, the Council of Chief Veterinary Officers, the Veterinary Surveillance and Epidemiology Network, and the Public Health Agency of Canada, specifically through CPARS, the Canadian Integrated Program for Antimicrobial Resistance Surveillance, and our Diagnostic Animal Health Laboratories across Canada. Today you wanted to talk about a new governance charter for CAS. Can you tell us about why this is needed at this time? Sure. At around the same time as CAS was transitioned from National Farmed Animal Health and Welfare Council last year, project funding was provided through the Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada Agri-Assurance Program, which is often known as CAP, to enhance collaboration, data integration, analysis and reporting for national surveillance. 
One priority that had been identified by CAS members and that was included as part of the funded project was developing and implementing a CAS governance model under the new council leadership. What work on governance has CAS been doing to this point? Sure. In December 2019, Governance Solutions, which is an experienced contractor who has helped develop and improve governance for many organizations, was hired by Council to examine what type of governance model might work well for CAS's member-driven network of network structure. Last spring, GSI produced a report describing various governance models that might be used for an organization like CAS and recommended something called a lead agency governance model. They then developed a draft governance charter for CAS, which is the main focus of our conversation today. The governance charter describes things like the benefits and responsibilities of CAS membership and the principles of practice that CAS operates under. Once the charter is in place, it will serve as a very important foundational document for CAS. That being said, it won't be fixed in stone and we will be able to update it as CAS evolves. That sounds great. What about the National Farmed Animal Health and Welfare Council? What will their role be under the new charter? That is a good question. The council is the ultimate decision-making body and will provide high-level oversight of CAS along with their other animal health projects. In terms of CAS specifically, the council is responsible for final approval of our strategic plan, final approval of our annual budget, and accepting appointments of individuals to the CAS steering group. The Council Executive Director and the CAS Coordinator, myself, will work closely to liaise between CAS and the Council. Who is in the CAS Steering Group and what are their roles and responsibilities? Sure, the CAS Steering Group was previously known as the CAS Directors. They provide the on-the-ground leadership for CAS. The steering group consists of 10 members and are appointed equally between the species-specific network members and the community of practice members. Each member of the steering group has a term of three years and the members support the purpose and principles of CAS. Key responsibilities of the steering group are to prepare and oversee implementation of a multi-year strategy for CAS, to support the coordinator in development of an annual work plan and budget, to assist with funding applications and sources of funding, and to briefly report either directly or through the coordinator on CAS's results and key priorities to the council. Once the charter is in place this fall, CAS will actually be seeking some new individuals to participate in the steering group as there are currently a few vacancies. What about the network and network leads? Will that change under the new charter? The network leads are a very important part of CAS. Each CAS network appoints a network lead or sometimes a co-lead. The leads work with the coordinator to develop best surveillance practices within their network and to support sharing information with other networks. We're planning to bring the leads together jointly with the steering group at least once a year to mutually encourage and support all network groups, to facilitate communication within and across the systems and networks on important topics such as best surveillance practices, surveillance challenges and emerging issues, to further support the development of CAS surveillance infrastructure and to enhance our capacity to quickly activate uh, responses to animal health emergencies. Thank you for that detailed explanation. Did you have anything else to add, Teresa? Yes, we have also prepared a five-year strategic plan for CAS. The charter, the strategic plan, and a podcast described in the strategic plan are all available on our CAS website, www.cas.ca. 
We are asking our members to review these documents and provide feedback by the end of September. Questions and feedback can be directed to me via email at tburns at ahwcouncil.ca. Thanks, Teresa. That's great. Thanks, Doris, for chatting with me today. I just wanted to take this opportunity to acknowledge again that funding for the work on caste governance was provided through the Agri-Assurance Program under the Canadian Agricultural Partnership. And to remind members to please have a look at the Governance Model and Strategic Plan on our website, www.cast.ca. Thanks again. Thank you.